Welcome back to the 1009 Podcast. We've got back-to-back weeks. I know it's a shocker, but another great week of March Madness. We're joined here by the boys again. Uh, how's it going, guys? I know Jacob's out and about right now, but he's grabbing with us. housing. Uh, the podcasting hasn't really came through like we initially thought a year ago. So <laughs> Yeah, Remax sponsor us. Uh, what other work. companies are there? You know, when we started this uh, a year ago, I thought, you know, we'd end up at Beverly Hills. Now I'm looking at Section A. Oh, it's just, it's just been a whirlwind. Hell, I'm still living with the parents for free rent. Listen, I'm living with my bosses, you know, right now, too, for free. So, um, shout out to them if they're listening. My parents. My dad eyes is, so. I hope they're not, for your sake, Jacob. But, uh... Yeah, how big B's dad. He's a real one. Playing stump hitter. <laughs> yeah. So... That's that. Um, Grayson is the actual only adult living on his own with a job, paying rent. Somebody's gonna yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, I, let me let me tell you this. I would suggest if you can find an opportunity for you not to pay rent. To oh, pay it's rent. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> I've yet to try just not paying it. That that may become something I explore. But I uh, I don't I don't know if that'll quite uh, end up well for you. So. Yeah, um, there's that. That's our current living situation. But March Madness was in full effect. Last time you've heard from us, we were pro-Clemson being in March Madness. And Grayson thoroughly went over that and probably summed up all of our feelings. Yep. Um, so we're just going to leave that at that five right now. Um, but yeah, the real the real 64 teams, 68 teams or whatever, got, in, got into play this weekend. And there were some madness per usual. Yeah, I mean, I think Grayson said it last week, right, that every year there's been at least one double-digit seed make to Sweet 16, and this year it's Princeton out of all people. There's usually several, honestly. But, yeah, this year Princeton is the one. St. Peter's was last year, back-to-back years with a 15 seed in the Sweet 16, which is just unfathomable. Um, yeah. But it, we can add Princeton and Farley Dickinson to – the list of schools with better programs in Clemson. That's always a nice annual tradition to uh, kick off the madness. These small schools with 10% of the resources Clemson does, um, none of the excuses and all the results. Right. So that hey, they just play ball. Guys. Um, they also Keep recruit. The basics. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously the Clemson out, it kind of sucked. And then we also proceeded to prove to the world um, on national television while we didn't belong the field. So, uh, but I, you know, Clemson aside, I'm tired of talking about Clemson. There's a 26-minute rant of me bitching about it if you want to hear that. So I will start and end the Clemson talk there, at least basketball-wise, this week. Uh, the tournament has been incredible. I, I think this is okay. a weird scenario which there's always parity because of the madness, but I think that in a year where we really didn't know, I mean, Houston – up there, Sasser injury, maybe not. Alabama, no one overall seed has looked pretty strong. Um, dependable shooting from the tide, as always. Uh, I just think that yeah. it's it's tough, even as we sit here uh, two rounds in with two one seeds gone. I think Purdue was the one a lot of people expected to be out. Yeah. Um, I didn't have I had them losing in, in five second. rackets. That was one of the rare, uh, really, really good picks I had where I had FAU defeating Purdue at least giving Purdue 
the honor of defeating a 16 seed as you know 1200 teams have done except for Virginia uh, but they couldn't even do that so that was one of the more, more fun games to watch honestly because it was just two programs that have done really well kind of in the shadows uh FAU like lost three games all year yeah and that's it, crazy right and FDU uh, a school that didn't win their conference tournament they were in because and it's team escapes me now that I'm Merrimack hot, but um you might be right there. I'll have to look it up. But uh, won their conference tournament, but they're within three or four years of transitioning to Division One, so ineligible for the postseason. Which, which is the dumbest role ever. That's so stupid. Yeah. You can't believe it. It's even real. So, um, but it provided us with this. So, uh, Eric, Eric, would you rather be Purdue or Clemson best? Purdue. Purdue. Past three years, you'd rather be Purdue? Yeah. Past three years, yeah. What, what, where did they lose again? Not the NIT. And they also won their conference t- tournament. Not too. the CBI. They win their conference. Would you rather be Would you rather be unnotable or a laughing stock? Would you rather be coached by Shaka Smart, who loses in the tournament, or Brad Brownell, who's allergic to it? Here's the thing: we we're both ones that team. lost. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, I bet a Purdue fan would argue otherwise right now. Well, in the wake of this, yeah, I think that's fine. Um, Zach Eady is one of the more fascinatingly unathletic athletic people I've ever seen in my life. Bust. He's um, going to be a bust. I don't think he has an, an NBA future, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, Are you going to get drafted the first round? I, I'll He'll be a lottery pick probably because he's, he's a... His, I don't think he's a lottery pick. I don't... He's not, he's not going to be a lottery Everybody was talking about it. Tyler Hansborough was in the for 15 number, minutes, and he was 10 times better than this kid. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, who is the kid? Jabari Parker, another example of uh, you can dominate in college because you're big, and then that's just kind of where that ends. Um, Julie Lowe or Right, who went like number two. Marvin Bagley. Yeah. Marvin uh, Bagley. Uh, Mo Bamba. Amir Sims. I see Zach Eady mocked 44th overall to the Thunder Taco. who like athletic players, so that will not happen. Um, but I don't know. I kind of like I kind of like Eady on the Thunder. I think we have this Chet Holmgren kid who might show some promise in the paint with some athleticism. Uh, uh, he might break a bone or two. That's fine. Imagine Chet Holmgren. Wait, what pick do you guys have in this upcoming draft? It'll be just outside the lottery, probably. Like we make the play. Oh, okay. You're on a canal petition for the one. No, absolutely not. No. You're not getting win by the one trade. Every pick that you guys accumulated for the next four years for the first overall pick? No. Yeah, Panthers are doing it. You wouldn't trade all of those picks for Victor Wimbanyana? No. Even Chet Hungry would be like Slenderman out there. All right, but why would you spend half a decade almost accumulating these picks and actually getting the draft picks right to put it all on one kid. What are, I mean, what are draft picks for, though? Chad Holgren. Brother, you can only put five guys on a court. Right. We have a good five right now. Make one of them a generational talent. No, generational prospect. Talent. Prospect. I think those are Jaleel Okafor and LeBron James are not one and the same, and they went one and two. I'm just telling you. 
that's how quickly. I mean, the process Sixers missed on first round picks like every single year, and they got him beat right. He didn't even play the first two years. Exactly. So you're obviously and they still have not won anything doing that. By yeah. the way. So so point B, first round picks are a gamble. So get the most secure prospect of the last ten years. But I'd rather have the GM that's the best at identifying those in the last fifteen rather than hedge and bet absolutely everything going all in for no reason for a kid that could absolutely just not. I mean, Rudy Gobert was the last French superstar. And I mean, how's that work? You guys have all stars. You have Shay. He's a superstar. Shea. Yeah. And I mean, Jalen Williams, all-star. who got picked 12th as the top, I'd say conservatively five rookie this year. So, I mean, that's. Jalen Williams, Santa Clara. Yes. Uh, I mean, the other one leads the league in charges. So, I mean, that's. There's no wrong choice there. Federal or? No, not Tornado's kind. I mean, so, I mean, yeah. I guess it's different, though, if you're like, if it's like Kevin Durant, you know, rather than like a prospect. Right. Yeah, short subject, but yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, we we tend to get some guys with more integrity nowadays, which is a nice change. But I, I think that, yeah, I see your point. Yeah. I'm a big fan, as you guys know. From like discussing like these like God that's bright these like Jalen Ramsey trades and everything I'm a big fan of like trading picks to uh, like for proven like guys yeah me too right absolutely I mean a guy like Scoot Henderson who we've seen on this side of the ocean playing in a decent level of competition uh, pro at the pro level um, a guy who's expected to go second or third depending on what you think about Brandon Miller but. Um, that's just a whole other debate. Is yeah, you know, would you guy have a guy out of college? Good he's getting whispers as a second overall prospect in the class. Um, he's top three. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, there's well, a debate. Oh, that other league guy, Scoot Henderson, the guard. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look, Brandon Miller, great shooter. So, so yeah, he, he he's a great facilitator. He's not a shooter. Right. We know yeah. that. He'll get you there and line up the shot. Yeah, you're gonna have to take it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. That's a lot of bad for us. It's it's more FBA than we've had in a while. But I mean, I think tournament wise, how are you guys brackets looking overall? I know I lost Marstet and Kansas final four wise. Yeah. Uh, I had Kansas. Um y'all called me crazy for having Furman though. And I also had Furman Bailey. I said I was going to pick the wrong South Carolina team to pull the upset, and then I picked Charleston and not Furman. Yeah, I was exactly right. I, you so, did say that. Yeah, you know. I mean they were there. If there were, if there was a Furman College of Charleston matchup, you know, like that would have put that would have put Clemson and South Carolina's basketball programs to shame. Granted, it already did with them being in the tournament. But it already did. Yeah, I'm going to my bracket right now. Yeah. What do you have? What else? Final Four. Just well, I had Kansas. Yeah, I've got Houston, Alabama left, so everybody else does. So, tier two for four, Grayson. Yes, Bailey, what are you? I'm pulling mine up right now. It's not great. Um, I my final four is Alabama, Duke, Kansas, and Texas. So, two, two are four. still in play. Yeah, I got I got three out of four still. So, I got Alabama, Memphis, which is out, and then I had Texas and then UConn. So, which UConn. Is looking good. That's looking it, like a very attractive. Uh, yeah. yeah. As, as many have passed the must bus. Yeah. Yeah. Which, as popular it is to say, they are a March team. Like a couple years ago with Sebastian Napier. 
That was my thought. I was about to say, yeah. at what point do we start acknowledging Eric Musselman as one of the better tournament coaches in the country? I think now. Well, I think Tom Izzo, I think, is at the top of that conversation, deservedly so. Yeah. Well, I think he fell off, but I think this tournament run might put him, like, back up there. Right. I think that, you know, as a Izzo seventh seed. Sorry? Has Izzo won a title? Yeah. One. Yeah. In 15, I, maybe. Yeah. No... It was early on, I think. I think they lost in 15. Tournament champions, 79, 2000. Okay. Yeah, they won in 2000, and they lost the title game in 2009. Made a Final Four, 2019, 2015. Okay, so I was warm there. Um, but, I mean, this team is littered with tournament success. Tom Izzo in year 28, I believe. Uh, so I think that that's just, again, he's not you know, racking up tiles, that's extremely hard to do at the college level. Uh, you know, the job I mean, days at, are yeah. long gone in college basketball. But I mean, look at Cal Perry. He only has one. Right. It just goes to show how hard it is. Um, even Coach K and Roy Williams, some well, I mean, legends closer to us. I mean, everyone that judges, like, programs or coaches always goes off Final Fours. Like, tournament. Right, that, that seems to be the standard, yeah. Right. Like, championships are like, like kind of the icing on the cake that might be like a differentiator if there are two guys that are similar. Like everyone's like, oh, he's been like eight Final Four. Is that what people format is one of the more difficult postseasons to actually get? Through. Yeah, correct. Yeah, is that what people are going to start saying about college football coaches with the playoffs, or is it still strictly national championships? Well, yeah, no, not... yeah. If it's it was, been, it's only been the playoffs only been around for like six, seven yeah. years. Uh, but like that six, seven years has been half of Dabo's career. Right, so it may lend to guys like him who came up, you know, during that era. But I think Kirby Smart is going to be a playoff judged. Right, no and you could say no one's judging teams off playoffs. No one's giving Washington credit for making the playoffs. Uh, no one's Michigan giving State. Yeah, they were in the playoffs. No one's giving Oklahoma to get their ass kicked every year. I mean, that's yeah. Right, right. I think Oklahoma's made more playoffs than Georgia, and I mean, that's how quick. I think they're about the same. Yeah. Right, appearance-wise. Um, speaking of Georgia, though, we can get off on tangents in football, too. Your guy, Ryan Streeter, is a bulldog. Um, the Saban Rehabilitation Program seems to be... You're welcome. You're welcome opening up a sister establishment in Athens. Um, or honestly, yeah, we, if they, took on, yeah. we took on Terry Bowden, baby! Yeah. They could see and Mike Bobo... Got him in that coaching job. And, and demote him, honestly. Uh, so who knows what's going to happen there. But yeah. whatever it takes for Tennessee not to enjoy any success whatsoever, I am all for it. So uh, we've seen. I mean, we've seen Kirby do this so far. I mean, he's got he's got right. Champ, He's got Bobo. Um, both the, failed South Carolina the guy, coaches. The guy that just went to the Ravens was the next head coach. Todd Munkin. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's a dumb move. I think it's a move to get information on Clemson's recruiting practices more than anything. Oh, yeah. We know he's going to be spilling beans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but do we think Georgia really is that interested yes. in our recruiting practices? We, yeah, because we recruit Georgia. Georgia recruits. We recruit the same people. Right. So they want to know what we're rankings. doing. I'm not asking because I think this is essentially true. But if you look at recruiting rankings, when was the last time we were ahead of Georgia? Well, I think that I think that the discrepancy in recruiting rankings honestly begins with the issue we've had for a long time, and that 
time it takes to offer kids, the amount of offers that we that we have on kids. Right. And the amount of walk-ons we get. We're one of the more selective programs in the country, save for yeah. service academies in Stanford, as far as offer right. volume and when it happens. Right. Which is done fine, to be quality of clear. Quality. I mean, we won two titles in three years, been to four of them. Um, so there is proof of that model. I don't see Georgia yeah, doing that, but... Yeah, but our model, the titles that we won were never off of, like, amazing recruiting class. They were off of getting a generational quarterback prospect. Yeah, because that year that he came in, because I was, like, what, a number one class or had a bunch of Who number one guy? Trevor, sorry, when you said generational quarterbacks, he was really the only one that played an insane amount. I mean, Justin Ross was obviously... um used a lot but like xavier was not buried kj was red shirted like those guys they didn't make a quite immediate impact but right, right sure. behind nfl guys yeah um, which happens to georgia too honestly yeah we saw that with the tcu game when their second stringers came in and it's like all freshmen and they were like playing better than right we are gonna be so good next year if Garrett riley can lead that TCU team to a national title? Yeah. We are going to be so good for two years until he takes the Texas job. Hopefully off a championship, but yeah, I yeah, think you're right. Correct. Yeah. That yeah. window is exactly where I would put that relationship at. Um, he's he's either, tra- I, I hate to say it, he's either training the next offensive coordinator to come up or Dad was already looking around being like, all right, we're going to keep an eye on this guy for the next couple of years. Looking at other coaches. Well, if he's there longer than three years, something disastrous happened. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> it's it's, yeah. it's mutually yeah. beneficial that he, yes. he does depart yes. based yes. off of success. Yes. If he if 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 we are in year four of Garrett Riley and he is still at Princeton University four years from now, something has gone terribly wrong. His family's being held hostage <laughs> at the facility or something. Or we absolutely I, unloaded the Brinks truck. No, no, he, no, Texas no, no, no. gives him $20 million a year. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's true. If he, if he wins the national championship with Katie Klubnick, after yes. after our uh, wet blanket of an offense the past couple of years, Texas will give him any amount of money that he wants. Texas A&M yeah. might do the same. Texas, Texas A&M. Any school in Texas, really. Texas Tech, no. maybe not as much. Texas Tech does not have that money. Please. He go to school. He was at ECU for, or that's the other one, never mind. Yeah, well, hold on. He went to Texas Tech. He's not going to Texas Tech. He's too big to have for Texas Tech. He, no. he could have gone to Texas I'm, Tech I'm, just, I'm just saying. that That's. Yeah, he can go there now. He can go to Texas Tech right now. But they hired a coach a year ago, I think, so that's just. Garrett, yeah, but Garrett Riley can obviously got a head coaching job. Obviously. Oh, absolutely. Head, yeah. But he's waiting for one. And we don't know what that is, but he has a list of five. But we know it's not Clemson, unless that was shocks world Andrew Luck style. And goes down or something. If like, what yeah. if Arch Manning gets Texas back to prominence? Is that going to keep what's his face job that much longer? No, uh, I mean Texas. Texas the hypothetical, but Arch Manning. It's just a, I think that Texas is just a placeholder for like school with a lot of money, and Texas. Arch Manning, first off, could be 
the greatest NFL prospect to ever walk the face of the earth, and they will win nine games. They will win nine games. They will somehow make the playoffs at nine and three, but they will win nine games. Because they'll find a way to like win the Big Ten, or they'll be ranked so high and just win the right games. It'll right. lose and the right games. And they'll lose the like R2A will have like a ball make when everybody's like, hey, what yeah. Or they lose by one or something like that. Like or they'll right. lose on a weekend like when five top people ahead of them or five below them lose and so they just drop a spot. Right. We lost to Pitt, Penn State lost that night, a couple other things went our way. Yeah. Yeah, Garrett Garrett's gonna get paid hands. I mean, he's not going to have some BS list like P.J. Fleck where he's like, uh, Minnesota was my dream school. What? Who's the... Uh, where was he before? West it would Michigan. be even less believable. So. West okay. Michigan. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you got to think, his school would have to be Texas, Texas A&M, most jobs in the SEC outside of Mississippi State. I mean, he's going to get Vanderbilt. Eight and a half, nine million dollars a year. That's like the conversation job. starts there. Yeah, it starts at eight. Starts. Right. And he, no, he, his, he wouldn't work in the big, big pin. Pac no. twelve. I mean, outside of like USC, Oregon, but they, yeah, but they got yeah, their coaches. USC's also going to the Big Ten next year, whatever. That's true. God, so UCLA. So that conference may cease to exist, at least in the fashion we understand it as now. So word on the street is Washington and Oregon are going to the Big Ten as well. So uh, you can't be the last one on the sinking ship. So nothing. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, not to get like too political here, but it's literally why that bank failed. It's like, right. If there's a lot of speculation, like the 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 bank might fail because they don't have liquidity. You can't be the last one to pull your money out. So that yeah. it starts the bank run. And that's kind of the same thing like with the Pac-12 and meteorites. Like, yeah. well, if we're sitting here like as Utah and Pac-12's defunct, like where are we going to go? The smoke can be worse than the fire, ultimately. Oh. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that started with Streeter and that got way to college football. But uh, veering back to the, the sport currently going on in March Madness. Uh, Jacob, you're a Vols fan where they're winning, and they won this weekend against Duke. So uh, what do you think about the Vols this week? Questionable antics. <laughs> I am I am a fan of the Vols when they're winning. So we won't bring up baseball. I got swept. Okay, so we'll stick to basketball. I have some thoughts on Tennessee baseball, but that's okay. Give me the Rick Barnes Vols first. They get Florida Atlantic later this week, a very interesting matchup that, frankly, if you had in a bracket, you're either a genius or a liar. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, the uh, problem with this matchup, and I'll let you give your thoughts after this, is this is the game that Rick Barnes loses. Yeah, it's, I know. Because, yeah, I know. Dude, yeah, yeah. You, you know, that's and where everybody has you. Shot. Shot. You have such a clear shot. You have such a clear right. shot in the Elite Eight. Right. Now, seed-wise, Tennessee is the four, Duke is the five, yeah, whatever. Duke was favored in this game. Duke, a conference champion, led by a first-year head coach. Whatever. Right. Duke was expected to win this game, and that's just not the spots that Rick Barnes runs into trouble. Um, it's it's these games. So they are currently a favorite of just inside two possessions, five and a half points. Um, Dude, like, 
I mean, like this, this bracket could not have played any better for Rick Mars. It could. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The one's gone, the two's gone, and the three's gone, and the five's gone. <laughs> yeah. Literally. So they play... no, I'm sorry. Still there. The three, still there. Kansas State's still there. And they're not like a real three. I'm sorry. They're Kansas uh, they, Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so you, you beat FAU, which, once, like you said, Barnes slip-up spot to the... That's, I, I'm just telling you, and I hate you. <laughs> and, uh, and you're like, dang. A Rosarana just robbed a homer. Oh, that matters. Who cares? That's a big. Yes. Sorry. Um, continue. Did he pimp yeah. robbing a homer? I didn't know that was possible. But yeah, that's that's the this is the Barnes game. This is <laughs> this is when this happens. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say this because I I know it's gonna jinx them. But if Rick Barnes wins this game. I might bet on them to win the national title. My thing is, to this point, have they really had any heavy expectations on them given the point guard injury? Um, you know, the Sweet 16 was kind of looked at as like, this is where all bets are off. We have no expectations going forward, even playing a nine seed. I I mean... It can, the, the, the thing is, like, Tennessee can just play defense. They can. Right. If they just hit some outside shots, they can right. beat a lot of teams. Um, and we saw that this weekend. Um, they throttled Duke. Yeah, that game was almost close the entire game. Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, it was never close, but it was always like right. it wasn't was over. Close. But yeah, it was right. Yeah. So. Yeah, if Rick Barnes wins this one, man. If we if we commit the fatal mistake of looking past the Owls, who would you rather them see for a trip to the Final Four, Kansas State or Michigan State? Uh, Kansas State, absolutely, not even close. Kansas State, dude. Kansas State, just I'm I'm scared. I'm scared of brands in the tournament. Right, but I mean, we just saw Kansas and Duke go down. To be fair, but I I do see your point there. Yeah, I mean this is this is not me thinking of like any knowledge whatsoever. Um, All right, I see it. I'm going back. So Kansas State, he's signing balls in the middle of a game. Kansas State, right, I'm gonna, Kansas State beat a good Kentucky, a good Kentucky team that's finally yes. healthy, and then right. Michigan State also beat a good Marquette team, led by one of the worst tournament coaches that we. I mean, shock is hard. <laughs> I, Correct. You yeah. can move him anywhere in the country you want to. That guy, since the VCU days, cannot win a tournament game with a gun to his head. I I don't understand it. My bracket did not reflect this trend. I had the, the final four, so Shaka Smart again, absolutely shafting my attempt at calling this thing right. Um, right. Yeah. It my defies any form of logic to possibly have. Yeah. Um, I just, again, though, I was telling Bailey before we hopped on and start hitting record, me picking Shaka Smart to beat Tom Izzo was the stupidest pick of my entire bracket. <laughs> like, I feel like such an idiot for doing that. It's uh, so crazy that, like, the coaches actually matter. Oh, they do. It, mentally, if nothing else, like Shaka Smart had to have been a head case that entire day. It's like I have lost seven of eight tournament games. I'm going against Tom Izzo, who has coached right. one more games of the tournament I have coached in my life. And that must have been what it was. And we always see a team outside of the top five seeds. I won't say always, but 
in past tournaments, it seems to be a trend where the seeds add up to just over 12, and that usually takes a team like a Michigan State uh, and Arkansas, potentially, if they can get past a really, really good UConn team. So I, I just think that the potential is there for a team like that. Um, Bailey, your your cats, unfortunately, fell to this Kansas State team. I mean, where are you sitting as far as this East region, who you think comes out of it with hindsight only having four teams left in it? Yeah, at this point, Kentucky just can't win, it seems like, in March Madness. Uh, it's gone back-to-back years of just early exits. And then a couple years earlier, just really not doing any any showing, really. I mean, I had Memphis, Duke, Kentucky, and Michigan State in my Elite Eight. Or uh, Sweet 16. And that's, that's just not right at all. Yeah. So... Um. I had FAU, Duke, yeah. and I had Duke going to the final four. State, so, and uh, y- y'all been going over it. Uh, it's probably going to end up being a what a T or a Tennessee Kansas State matchup. I'm not. I'm not ready to say that yet. I, if you're asking me right now, I think it will be Kansas State Tennessee. Uh-oh. Yeah, and I love to shit on Rick Barnes, but him, and I yeah. say this very, very carefully, him losing to Florida Atlantic would be unfathomable and I say that realizing he lost to Oregon State by 20 recently in the first round of this tournament so I, I think that be very very careful daring Rick Barnes to shock us with uh, ineptitude but I think that you know as fun as it is to make fun of Tennessee with all the trash talk and none of the actual success uh, I think this is actually set up perfectly like Jacob said for an Elite Eight run um, and then who knows and well, the, the storybook is there for Kansas State too with um with Hang, the coach, absolutely. No, and Keontae no, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With him being there, and it's just like, all right, this dude nearly died on the court, and he's out here balling. Like, right. that's just not looking great. Yeah, I mean, there's so many storylines in March. It's one of the best parts about it. Um, you know, we talked about FDU a bit already, but their coach um, has become one of the more infectious personalities of the whole tournament. Unfortunately, their run lasted two games, but. Uh, I think that it, as we really get deep in the tournament, storylines like that are uh, pretty common, which is great, honestly. It's awesome to have at least something to root for with every team. You feel like you can't go wrong, um, even if your bracket gets destroyed and, you know, your teams either don't make it or don't make it as far as you would have hoped. Um, there's always something to be able to root for on and off the court. Except if you're an Alabama fan, then you're just scum of the earth, and that's just it. Uh, uh, looking yeah. good. Oh, sorry. I was going to talk about the Alabama thing. Like, I'm just trying to think of, like, if that was to happen to Clemson. I'm trying to think of the spin zone I would have. Um, we can actually that. look at what would happen if it happened to Alabama football because there's a player with pending charges related to marijuana and oh, yeah. bar, and he was suspended yeah. immediately because uh, Nick Saban, a man of actual faith, actual integrity, um, did the right thing, suspended him immediately. Um, you know, he's expected compete for a starting spot so you can't use the excuse that he was a freshman wouldn't play anyway uh, I think that that's a cop out that's probably being used by Tide fans on social media right now but um, go ahead Jacob to be fair no no charges no charges were pressed right and that's you have to throw that in there too and I apologize for not leading with that uh, no he's not being charged with anything you do also have to point out that it it is happening with Tuscaloosa police that's that's a crapshoot. There's a lot of. But could have ended much, much worse. I'm not saying anything. I'm just purely speaking factual here. 
It happened in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and he was an Alabama basketball player on the number one team in the country. The best player on said team. Correct. That is, I will I will not speculate. <laughs> and the players directly involved were charged immediately. Um. I believe SNL, that lawsuit with SNL protects us here. Um, so I'll just say it. Uh, he's a killer, okay? He needs to be in prison forever. Um, I don't care if he only brought the gun. My guy was literally a text messages leaked of him texting the guy, being like, all right, I'm bringing it. And by the way, it's loaded. You know how many guns that I have that are loaded? No. I, and you're, you're not bringing that to someone to use as a hammer or something like that. It's just, uh, there's one purpose what? for it at that point. When has someone ever bringing a gun to someone else ended well? Not a single time, ever. Not a single time. Especially when it's to escalate an argument of any force. I guess my thing is not even morally how does it speak on you as the leader of a program in Nate Oast where you're arguing proximity to a person. He did, not help. he did not help the cause at all. Like, he wasn't this close. He was, like, this close. Like, yeah, yeah. I, at that right. point, you lose I, not that your name being in a police report should end your career, because we've seen that go a whole bunch of different ways, and you know a lot of things can happen with that, and how accurate things are. But like to your point, we have text messages. We we know this happened. We know exactly right. how it happened. Right. This wasn't some. Oh, I didn't know he was going to do with it. I didn't know it was loaded. You can't argue any of those things. Because these text messages. This wasn't. This was not a gun found on campus. This no. Was somebody being murdered. Like you had to. I, I don't know if he loaded it, and the, I don't know. That doesn't matter. He got in a car with the gun. I think he left it in the car. I don't know. That, again, if you're arguing semantics, you're missing the whole point here. Yeah. But I, yeah. yeah. He yeah. knew it was yeah. in the damn car when he went. If you're trying to prove of, the guy innocent, you're wrong. I Yeah. And again, should he be in prison? I, that, that doesn't really concern. I, should we be playing right now? No. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, if he's in prison, if he's not, whatever. But he should not be playing for Alabama basketball, right? Right. I, I'm going to stop at the court, and I don't think he should be on it. And I don't care how good he is, how good the team is. It doesn't matter. Was he suspended a day? I don't think he missed. I don't think he was I suspended. Think, no. Because he played that South Carolina game and dropped 41. Yeah. Like, as soon as it came out. No, I think he didn't play. And then that was his first game back or something. I heard it's one like of the two. Well, when the incident first occurred, I don't think we were actually aware of his involvement. Yes. Yeah. But that was also a while before, yeah, we... though. Wasn't it? Because that's right, cause earlier think... this year. The actual alleged shooter was like arrested for capital murder within hours. It was. It happened overnight. By the time we woke up and read about it, he was already in jail, which is which what happened. We didn't. We didn't. We couldn't easily identify the six-six uh, shooting guard for Alabama. Literally. Well, they could, and that's why we didn't know about it for a month. Uh, I think right. is, if he had been the five ten water boy, then we would have known. But uh, right. I think that, you know, like the guy that pulled over Jalen Carter and wanted to like be buddy buddy with him and get him to sign his cruiser, I, I think that that's just kind of how that goes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you don't think it happens at Clemson, South Carolina, at smaller towns than those two? Yeah, when there's. Four cops that are always downtown or somewhere. 
Clemson has a food road and alcohol road and the football stadium. That is it. That is the entire town of Clemson, if you have not driven through it. And players that wreck into postal services. Allegedly. Um, Half of all highway patrolmen in this entire state are in Clemson, down South a whole Carolina. Time. Yeah, for like the firm. Like, this is not. What that woman? Right. Yeah. Well, Don, if you're li- Don, if you're listening, you're the good. And Don, if you're listening, why? <laughs> why? Never mind. Why? Oh, she is busy leading on the uh, best basketball program in Clemson right now. Yeah, a team that can win NIT games. Is halftime um, another one? Uh, they were up at halftime when I hit record. Let's uh, let's see. Speaking of programs at Clemson that are on one, um, Jacob, state of the baseball program, program, state. Programs. <laughs> Probably. State of the baseball program. Grayson, interrupt me whenever you find the score. State of the baseball program. They can hit. There's not a lot of talent on this roster. There's not a lot of talent. A coach team change will do that. Our most talented guy just finally hit his, our most talented guy, quotation marks for you listeners, just hit his first home run of the season. This past weekend. Youth Grice is our most talented player. I'm not going to ever watch a baseball game with you. Quotations. Quotations. You could put should be in front of it and maybe get yes. there. Yes. Yeah. Should he have uh, one? Yeah. yeah. If, he's, if he is this big two-way player and like all the recruiting that came out with him. He wasn't a highly recruited guy. But the hype around him when he got to Clemson, though. Like, oh, this guy, he's going to pitch, he's going to play, he's going to hit all these bombs. That's what he does, and then... Yeah, but I, I, I get that, but just, he was never, like, a top 50 guy. Like, he, yeah. you know, he, yeah. he, was a, he was a good player. But, he was I, a South Carolina. Cam, Cam Panarella hit 600 his, his senior year and also threw, like, 60 innings with, like, a .7 ERA. With, like, 100. Sure. He's, he's got, like, a 14-game history right now. It broke. No, he he got it. He got it in the last AB. No, it broke. It broke last weekend. Um, really? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was the who uh, last weekend. It was nobody. Yeah, Saturday game. It was a Saturday game last weekend. He got broke. Um, it might have been. Ingle uh, has it a, might have been the that hitting streak. Ingle might have missed red. Ingle's crazy. Yeah, uh, we knew he would be able to hit. This, uh, we just we just don't have any pitching talent, honestly. I mean, Should we evaluate bullpen arms in the Ingles parking lot, a la Greg Hugel, at this point? Like, what do we have to lose at that particular unit? Other than, I mean, I know we have guys hurt, but I, I think that... Rocco Reed's been all right, hasn't he? I don't know. I'm going to keep using that excuse until people actually care enough to check. Um, it makes me feel better that... I, I think this was like the first week, week. We everybody back. And, and they still... blew ACC series. So I, that's. There's also the Sunday. It was also the third game. And pitching was running thin. That's, yeah. Look, look, look. No talent in the bullpen, right? No talent. Pitch calling. And sequencing of pitching 
does not help our boys. They can be set up better to make up for that. Yes, correct. Yes, they can be set up better to be a better relief pitching staff. But um, at this very moment in time, you know, our, honestly, look, this is honest to God, and I know this, you know, as fact, not as fact, because talent evaluation is not fact, but um, our Friday, Saturday, and Sunday guys, as it sit right now, all have a chance to pitch in the MLB. That is a, that, that's true. They have the Kaden. Yeah, I'm oh, with you yeah. there. Yeah. Kaden, Kaden is a much better pitcher than he is hit. Much better. Yeah. He pitched well. He yeah. went his longest outing this week. Then got in trouble Kaden in the fourth. Has an, Kaden has an MLB future on the mound. He's 6'7", you know, if he commits to it, he can probably, you know, he can he can probably throw 97 if he tries, you know, if he really sticks with it. Um, Tristan Smith, the Saturday guy, top 50 guy, probably could have got drafted last year. Um, very nice parents. Can confirm. Very nice parents. Uh, lefty, uh, great metrics on his fastball. He's young, so, you know, the, the stuff, you know, doesn't necessarily play like it would in a one inning start. Austin Gordon. Okay, let me let me go off on a little tangent here. Austin Gordon, our Friday guy. He could swing the season. Could be an MLB All-Star. If two things have to change. One, he has to get healthy. And two, we have to stop calling cutters down and damn curveballs like he's Clayton Kershaw. He throws 95 with 22 bursts and 2,500 spins. Throws four teams up and sliders down and will have a 15 chamber nut because it's college and no one can hit fastballs. I was going to ask you if you think we call enough off speed for him, uh, but that was a much better answer than I could have gotten out of you. So, No, we don't call enough fastballs for him. Right. The no, dude, no, I was going to say. Dude literally can, 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 I mean, he's scrawny and he's young, so, like, he doesn't maintain his velo great, but, like, that's fine. But for the first four innings of a game, he should throw 70% fastballs up. He should aim for the middle of the zone, middle-middle, and just throw it. And I promise you, he would have better outcomes than what he's doing right now. I would rather him try that than continue this. Honestly. God, we have some good guys, too. Go back on Friday. Like, go look at that Friday outing. His first two innings, he had four Ks. And all he was doing was throwing fastball up. His curveball, he doesn't throw, his slider's terrible. But he's got a good little curveball. And sometimes he can kind of shape it. Sometimes he shapes it to be more of like a, a hybrid gyro slider, but it's got some good break on it. It's slow. It needs to be faster, whatever. But he went fastball up in that little curveball with a good shape at like 79, 77, low. And it got so many swings and misses. And then inning five rolls around, and he's like, I'm going to start throwing cutters. And he obviously doesn't call the pitches, but he throw a cutter inside. And the Duke hitter said thank you and took him deep. And they still had six strikeouts. And then he threw 
But it could be 10, as yeah, say. He had six strikeouts against Duke. He had eight against UCF. But those games with the high strikeouts, he also gave up six earned runs, six earned runs against Georgia State, three against Duke. Well, it's because they're moving away from his bread and butter to the point yeah, where it's right. Cutter, yeah. cutter right. in to a lefty at 88. Okay, yeah, they're going to see up, see up. And that's most of his runs are all home runs. He's given up. He gave up three homers against UCF, three against Georgia State, and two against Duke. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. It's either barrel or buy, guys. At this point, he throws the worst. He, I mean, like I'm fine. Like if you want to throw a curve, a cutter, like I'm not really like with those metrics. But like throw them in the right place. Like throw them in the right location. Like call them in the right location. Clemson just won by a point. Oh, we suck at men's basketball. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we won. <laughs> oh, my God. Shout out to Amanda Butler leading a competent basketball program, Will John Coliseum. Rye Brownell, go to hell. Was it a home game? <laughs> yes. As was, I believe, High Point, who they beat last week. Um, yeah, I knew who last week was. Yeah, so they continue uh, to dance. Um, and another thing, um, quickly, we'll get away from this, but... As I learned today on local radio going uh, to work this morning, I actually got to hear Amanda Butler talk to Kowalk and local radio here, which actually I really enjoyed, kind of like Kegel. I didn't expect it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. The women's NIT, you have to apply to host these games. It's not a seed-based thing like Clemson where we're viewed as a good team and then we actually just play like shit. Um, they take crowd into account, things like that, to actually make money oh, really? doing this. Uh, so Graham Neff, to his credit, although he does not do other things he should with basketball coaches, uh, did get behind Amanda Butler and uh, put in the paperwork for that and got approved, and they've now won two home games. Um, and even with students on spring break this week, hopefully a uh, a lively crowd in Little John tonight. Uh, much closer game, one by 20 last Thursday to open things up, and then another win tonight by a final score of 56-55 as of moments ago. So not all hope is lost in Little John, but... Um, you know, we do have a dead program that's actually turning itself around, so that's very nice to hear. And um, I'm not sure who we would see next. Actually, I do know because that is win number 299 for Butler, and I believe she'll get a shot at potentially Florida for win number 300, a program that let her go, which is how she ended up in Clemson. So um, that's speaking great. of March storylines, that one may set up very poetically. Uh, Florida plays Wake Forest, I believe. I have no idea what that score is, but um, I kind of want to see her play for it just to have her coach for a milestone. I'm not sure if we would host that game either, but yeah, things looking up for Clemson uh, women's basketball, which is good to hear. So, yeah, that, that's my official announcement with that. Speaking of women's sports and trending upward, uh, Clemson softball still a wagon. Swept Virginia over the weekend, gave up one run in three games. Not the same offensive fireworks. Uh, 4-1, 1-0, and 2-0. Those three final scores as I read them here. Uh, but an ACC you only need to score sweep. a run. Right. An ACC sweep to open conference play at home. Um, I need to really start playing my weekends around these home series because I need to go out and get um, but boots on the ground tweet for softball as well. Um, we do play South Carolina at home March 28th. But that's a Tuesday, and I will not be able to make that game, unfortunately. But 
I am going to uh, start making it a point to try and get over there for some of these games just because, like we said a couple times now, joking at first, but now not really. That is the best program we have going right now. So um, I'm going to do my part in supporting that uh, as my work schedule allows. But, um, yeah, I don't know where Virginia ranks in college softball, but uh, they don't. Nice, sweet Virginia Tech ranks. play. Yeah, we played Virginia Tech the last series of the year in Blacksburg that could decide the ACC. So also, I just went to the NCAA site with like softball to look at the rankings. They haven't updated their games through March thirteenth. It's it like is, they do uh, once a week. Not surprising. Well, I guess yeah, that's true too. I guess today is the twentieth, but um, yeah. So yeah, so that's uh, an overview of the programs across the street from Dabo World. Uh, I think that's. Covering about all of them. Uh, soccer season starting to get rolling, rolling in the uh, spring segment of their yeah. um, split I never, into. I never paid them that at all. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's nice to get a little distraction from football. We got into college football anyway, uh, as can happen when ROC gets hired by Georgia, of all places. But, um, I mean, that's... Yeah. Dabba made some comments here recently. Um, speaking of... I don't know. I think I sent it in the group chat, but came out the other day that Georgia Tech and Florida State are playing in Dublin in the Ireland game next two in the next year or so. Um, and then Dabo came out and said, "Yeah, I would like to do that. You know, we I would like to go travel, play games somewhere else. You know, basketball is always traveling somewhere. A lot of all we get to do is travel to Winston Salem. I'm like, damn, <laughs> just throw them under the bus, why don't you?" Not like you've been to San Francisco, Dallas, Miami, New Orleans. Right. I, I guess I see his point. I, I'll say on behalf of the, uh, the the student level of assistance there, um, that would be uh, logistic. Or I, get it. I, I think yeah. is what that would be because uh, you've got to get kids out of class and passports. And uh, it, that seems like that's moving mountains, um, you know. Would I love to see it? Sure. Uh, do I expect it to happen? Absolutely not. Um, I think that there's a reason we don't see, I'll say, elite teams overseas. Uh, it's the same reason that in the NFL we saw Titans-Jaguars on Thursday Night Football for five years before those two teams actually got good. So uh, I think that you keep the cream of the crop in the best time slots, and that, at least in the day, happens on Saturday. Um, now, you know, we'll play teams that knew it all the time uh, but I, I think that there is very little chance the premier programs of college football which I think Clemson still belongs to uh, play in Dublin anytime soon Yeah, as cool as it would be I, I would love to see it I'm, I'm just based off past precedent I don't see that uh, breaking from tradition yeah. there um, that was just one little thing that I saw that we were on the Clemson topic so what did it I honestly missed it, so I'm glad you, I'm glad yeah. you brought it up. I actually missed that. So, um, sorry, Winston Salem, um, also known as Nate Wigginsville, but um, I, I think that good and bad. Well, yeah, he made the game ceiling play, but he also had about five or six pass interferences on him. So we're not going to get into that. He made up. He was the reason they played two overtimes, but he's also the reason they yeah. played three. So that's nice too. Um, I, you know, this is. Um, the tricky time of year. We'll have a baseball preview soon. It will be getting kicked off very, very soon. Um, my World Series favorite. Electric right now. 
Right. Texas, Texas, Mexico <laughs> and Japan playing right now for the ride to lose to the U.S. tomorrow night. Um, so that's an interesting matchup to watch. Uh, hopefully we get Otani versus Trout. I want it to happen. I'd rather not watch it in the Freeway Series next year. I'd rather see it now and then never again. Um, but I think that for as much as that was made of the Edwin Diaz thing, I, I think it's very clear, at least from the players' minds, that this stuff matters. Means, yeah. And I think and, the media members and Mets fans trying to argue it doesn't are just bitter and stupid. I, I'll yeah, just leave it then, there. Francisco Lindor came out and said how much this means to each player. And Lindor, obviously, is Puerto Rican along with Edwin Diaz. So they're in the same boat. They play for the same club team. They play for the same, like, he bet, like, it just says this. A lot of times this means more to them than it does playing in the MLB because they're able to represent right. their country. <laughs> so, and we see right. all the motions. We see guys coming flying out of dugouts. We saw it out of the, uh, the American team, which. Trey we, Turner, we, Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, all these guys. Trey Turner is becoming the goddamn American hero the past couple yes. games. He's um, making a $30 million a year level robbery. Yeah, but like the seeing them coming flying out of the dugout for the USA team, which, I mean, they've grown up playing college ball. They know this team atmosphere like things, and it's we all know it's different in the MLB. But watching past couple WBCs with how like Venezuela team, the Puerto Rican team, the Dominican team, the, all these other Cuba foreign well. teams, right. yeah, and how much they get into it and flying out of the dugouts for a double, a strikeout. And the this fans are so much worse. Yeah, the fans are amazing. Right. You don't get that at MLB games. Like, you get People good People argue that Red Pirates on a Tuesday afternoon at one thirty matters more than... All 10 of those fans. It's right. Gonna... Matters so, more than these fan bases yeah. rooting on their countries and are absolutely losing their minds in the second inning of the game and it's one nothing. Yeah, and I know it's a much bigger tournament, but like looking at it like the World Cup, this player the equivalent. Love, yeah, I yeah. think that's. I love that. They took, they took a season. They took half a season break this year because they were playing in December, and that's in the middle of everybody's season for soccer. Mm-hmm. So, and they're out there risking it. So, what's the difference? I mean, do you think moving the World Baseball Classic to after this season would lend to I? I mean, injuries always impact guys' careers, but I think that you don't with the proximity a... to the season, it's you almost can't not have a conversation because of again, Edwin Diaz, the Angels, Olivia Ortega, yeah. a reliever, obviously much less known, but also going to be sidelined a month because of this tournament. And, and again, Freddie Freeman also got hurt too, right? If you ask, Altuve fractured a thumb. Uh, these things happen. It's baseball. Injuries happen every day. Uh, that's why the 162-game schedule is one of the more grueling as far as length yeah. and duration. Uh, but I think that if you ask the guys that are hurt, do they regret playing, none of them are going to say yes. Mm-mm. Not and a single Ed- Edwin Diaz's wasn't pitching either. It was right, it was Andrews Morales style in a dog pile. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's, which again, happens to LB too. It was 10. That can happen walking down the stairs, for Christ's sakes. Right, which is how, um... Dustin Johnson got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, uh, I, I think, yeah. Now, the event itself is incredible. Always does every year, it's selfishly. Um, you know, but yeah. I, I think that, again, I'll give credit to my hero, Mike Trout, for making this lineup possible. I know pitching with insurance and everything else, it's, it's a whole different ballgame. But the lineup, you know, saved the Yankees, who you would think would want to win something given that they haven't won a World Series in 2009. But, you know, 
judge in his fraudulent MVP stayed home. But I, I think that in large part, that one through nine lineup led led by Trey Turner in the nine hole. Um, mm-hmm. It's been really funny to hear Mark DeRosa kind of give himself shit about that. But where else are you going to put him, to be honest? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you've got Hall of Famers one yeah. through nine. And, and these lineups, it does not matter where you hit. Like, you're just out. You just, there's no way you can fit nine guys in the four spot. Right. Right. Uh, and they could be, exactly. These are all guys that hit three to four. Um, you know, Trey might be a little bit higher, but yeah. I, I think that, yeah, the event is incredible. We were robbed of it like so many other great things in sports during COVID and all that. And, it, you know, with international events and travel, it makes it a lot more difficult and something, you know, global is going on like that. So I think that it's nice to have this back on schedule, it would appear. Um, yeah. And, you know, if they moved after the season, I, I get yeah. Is the only then the only thing would it is be in December season. Why would you want to go play that? Yeah, that or maybe just put it, start it in earlier in February or something. Yeah, that's but that's yeah. like the only other because that way they can. I know it like it'll like because your break I, I is November to February. Like that's yeah. your break. So and I know most of these guys, most of these guys, especially. The foreign guys, they're going to get up for it. They don't care when it is. They exactly. will, they will stay ready the whole all season for that year, and they will take, they will take the hit from that for that this year, that year. So I can see, I would see moving it outside of spring training. I know it's, just, I mean, it gets guys kind of ready for real games because it's real, right? Baseball because spring training is too long. One or that. Just shorten spring training like they did last year. Everybody seemed fine. Maybe a little. I mean, pitchers struggled a little that bit. That was, yeah, that's the only the I think, yeah, the length of the games, like, I think majority of the people liked how it was two weeks basically and then let's play ball. Because after the first week right. of spring training, who pays attention? And I know it's for the pitchers to get ready. I understand that. Yeah, but there's there's sports science behind it, and I'm really actually interested to see uh, yeah. what those outcomes are from this year with the unique circumstance of having the classic where it is. Uh, but like Otani, for example, being at this stage limited potentially in a final tomorrow, mm-hmm. should they get past Mexico? Um, but that's all the that's club. That's all the professional teams being selfish, right? And then, I, well, honestly, yeah, I gotta go, Otani. Yeah, yeah, you coming that. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I'm not. I don't mean it that way, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, right. They're protecting their own interests before they care about the player yeah. they actually wants to play. Yeah, no, that's exactly what they're doing. They're protecting their moniker. <laughs> right, because if Tony goes out there and gets hit with a comeback or in the wrist, then everyone in the Angels front office is getting fired. Uh, so I think that which is going to happen when he leaves anyway. But I think it's all with the message. Right, and the, I hate that's how the whole dialogue started about where to put it, when to play it, and all this stuff. Um, I just, it's inevitable. It, it just is. Every World Baseball Classic injury that has happened this year happened 12 times last year. Yeah. In unless, April, I mean, probably. I, I, it would be, no, that's, I was going to say put it in the middle season, but that's impossible. You can't have yeah, guys just tip that. Uh-huh. I thought about it and I'm like, well, sh- what are those other guys going to do? That, I mean, would, that would be incredible. But I, it, yeah. Just, no. Logistically, um, yeah, that was the only way that soccer was going to be able to do it because of the summer. Right. That's the only reason why they played it in December. But, well, I mean, they took bribes to play it in a place where it gets to be 130 degrees Fahrenheit all the time. So yeah, yeah, I, I think that ultimately it's it's amazing to watch. I'm glad we have it in any form or fashion. Um, again, we missed it because of COVID. 
but now, like a lot of things, it's getting back on track and back into the uh, normal rhythm of things. So, I mean, we'll have an MLB preview soon. Uh, I think it's going to be a good season. It's make or break for my Angels. Um, Braves in a weird spot where they're actually not under the most pressure in the NL East. I think it was the Mets for a lot of the year last year. But, I mean, you're a yeah. champion. That bullseye does not go away. Um, nah. So, uh, I think that... The NL East may be one of the more fascinating divisions to watch. The Angels might be one of the more polarizing teams. So um, we'll leave plenty for us to talk about with our own teams. And obviously, zooming out to the league as a whole, it should be an incredible season. Um, yeah, we'll see if anybody them. could beat the Dodgers or the um, Astros. Yeah, and we'll have, along with that MLB preview, we'll, we'll, we'll pick our, we, like we did first episode, I think, last year. Um, yeah, divisions, awards. Yeah, all that. Winner. We'll actually write them down and tweet them out so y'all can actually remember and we can remember as well right um, i mean i i as the editor i took the blue jays and i was not putting that out again so um yeah that's why you didn't see that again <laughs> i took the braves in the east i think i don't remember oh i did too slice now. yeah so that's the, like because we did that with uh nfl i don't think we did mvps though but um i can't remember uh yeah. it was wrong in real life anyway so who cares yeah uh, I think that's, awesome that's fine. Hey, we'll have year two, as Jacob said, is going to be a movie, but um, hopefully a thriller and not a horror movie. But um, yeah, we will. We'll we'll see. I I think that it's a fun time of year, March Madness. It's impossible to not say winding down because of how action packed that first four days is. We get another round of uh, four nights of madness this week. So we'll have a full recap for that. Uh, obviously, like Bailey mentioned whole lot of baseball starting really really soon uh, obviously we'll keep tabs on collegiate baseball and softball as well but uh you know like football we're going to lean towards the uh, pro side of it as well but um you know we're clemson fans clemson grads so if clemson does something positive or negative you're going to hear about it from us so yep um, and you saw all that with the grayson's episode on what thursday or friday yeah yeah if you were the people listen to that i i appreciate you uh very very much it took me longer to edit that than it did to record that uh we're not in the practice of slinging f-bombs on here yet and that's something i took part in several times throughout that um also some <laughs> shots of players that i deemed to be a bit too immediate emotional after that game um it's not the player's fault i, I think that you're only as strong as your leader and i think the leader is an idiot so um i, I think that that's the main problem you need to focus on um the players are there trying to do their best play of their careers and like so many of Brennan's recruits uh, escape to more prosperous programs and uh, more success elsewhere. So um, I think that, you know, I hate that we're losing the guys we're losing, especially because, again, Brownell has no ability to replace them whatsoever. But um, PJ, I was kidding. Please don't transfer. Um, don't go pro. Just feel, feel out the draft and come back. We love you. Right. Go get your free back. That's why that system's in place. Um, and then uh, – and then come back and maybe play for a new coach for a year. Who knows? Uh, Rick Pitino off the board. I was very sad to hear that over the weekend. So, um, um, I know we talked about him. Would you take Shaka Smart? Yes. Okay, I'm just making sure he would take. I don't care if he openly proven, says I will lose in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I don't care if he says I'll lose yeah, on yeah. purpose. Get me to the tournament, and we'll lose every year. I'll be fine. Don't get enough of the getting to the NIT and losing in the second round or first round every other year. Or not even making a tournament. So that there's that. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I, again, NCA tournament loser. Yeah. He could be 0 20, and I would take him to heartbeat. 
for double Brian Ellis' salary and triple his buyout. So I think that is it a pipe dream? Probably. Uh, I think the Texas Marquette right move, now is a pipe dream. Well, that too, because who the hell would want to coach there? Uh, Richie at Furman, give him ten million dollars a year. I don't care. Um, yeah. I, I again, I said it off the top. I'm tired of talking about this. Uh, but <laughs> nothing's going to change on or off the court, and until something off the court changes, then on the court will remain the same, and that is uh, disappointing. So, um, that's about all we got this week. Uh, quickly, Panthers Adam Thielen. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers still the think Cashier have weapons you could probably walk through TSA with, but I still think it's an improving situation for presumably a new quarterback. Uh, you never know with this organization, unfortunately, but I, I think that yeah. the coaching upgrade may provide some additional brain cells in the draft war room, so that's always a plus. And, uh, we'll I, just, I just like seeing us make competent moves, it seems like. Um, what? The yeah, heck? I just saw that was Cam Newton's throwing at Auburn's pro day. So there's that. Um, <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, he came out today. Frank Reich said that he's not going to rule out height as a measuring stick. No pun intended for quarterbacks. So that kind of worries me. I I would much rather take Stroud over a project like Richardson or a guy like Bryce Young. But I'm not a GM, so getting Adam Thielen, it's just that veteran dude. Like it's just a veteran, proven guy. I know he's older, but we also I mean Hayden Hurst is a that's a big pickup because our time like has been yeah. god awful the past couple of years. So right, that's definitely a position that can improve. Uh, I think that it is smokescreen season. We have yes. to keep that in mind. Uh, I think. If they hear wind of a team below them, especially Houston, that prefers Bryce Young, you want to put that in the water just to see if you could finesse them a la the Niners and the Bears the night that Mitchell Trubisky was made QB1 in a draft with Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Uh, I think that if there is someone below you stupid enough to trade up and pick the wrong guy, you let them do it every single time, especially given the picks the Panthers gave up to move to number one. So, yeah. Um, do I think they trade down number one? Ultimately, no. I, I think that it would be the biggest mistake because you you run the risk of your guy yeah. being gone. Uh, exactly. That's my. You know, you got the number one pick. Get your guy. Get out of Dodge. And you have one chance at this because, to the Panthers' credit, they should never be in this position again. Um, no. and even at nine, where they originally were. Yeah. I, I don't think they find themselves back there. I agree. So, at this point, depending on what quarterback we get, oh, might be favored for the. Uh, South is going to be a toss-up between us them and the down. Saints. Yeah, I really so because they were just north of three to one, um, and Derek Carr sucks at the game of football. So yeah, I think that that's I agree. Their key. I, n- I never said he was good ever. I know it wasn't you, but uh, <laughs> there are truthers on this podcast who yeah. insist that Derek Carr and his eyeshadow are an elite uh, part of the MB- NFL QB fraternity, which is not true. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think that things tentatively looking up for the Panthers, um, which is nice, you know, local-ish team. And uh, it's sure as hell not going well in Atlanta, so that's all we got locally. Um, but yeah, that's that's the sports week. We'll get into Madness, MLB, Clemson um, baseball. NBA is kind of just some leads. The NBA is, we're getting very, very close to the point in time where we yeah. have to spend 
15 minutes on every episode because it's yeah. it's it's heating up. My Thunder is sitting in the eighth seed. Um, so that's exciting. Baby's Kings hanging around. Well, they're going to have home court. But uh, as far as two or three, I think that's up yeah. in here still. Them and Phoenix are kind of dancing up there. Uh, Memphis in that mix as well. So um, very exciting time. Speaking of parity, the NBA is wide open this year. The East actually better than the West, in my opinion, which has not been true for a long time. So um, that will be much more uh, in the news and as a result um, featured here as we get into the playoffs in that as well. So uh, we're going to have a ton to talk about up soon, even yep. though ball, which is always nice. But um, that's all I got this week. I ain't got anything either. All right. Well, we are on Apple and Spotify. If you're listening to us, you already know that. We're also on YouTube. Trying, I guess, to grow that. If you really want to watch us for some reason, we're there. Um, I get every episode up there, even the file size is atrocious. But, um, yeah, it's just one of those things that kind of just set the laptop aside and get through it. So, um, yeah, at the 1009 on Twitter, where you can find links for all this stuff. Me and Bailey put out NBA picks. Um, Might have been embarrassing so far Bailey's got a bit of a heater so uh, I would advise you to look towards his picks at the moment until I get things turned around uh, for the playoff start but um, yeah always something on the Twitter hopefully no more Morgan Wallen rants anything of that nature you know? mm-hmm. um, yeah we'll see you guys next week <laughs>